Hello and welcome back to Self Made. I'm your host, D Brown CEO. On the last episode of Self Made, I was interviewing James Bryson, who is the nephew of Annie Malone, who considered to be the first black female millionaire. James, welcome back to part two. Thank you. Of Self Made. Now, James, on the previous episode, uh, we were discussing the hidden story of Annie Turnbull Malone, the first black female millionaire, your aunt. Great now, grand aunt. Now, what inspired you to write this book? Well, there were a couple of things. I had just uh, looking over all the documents and photographs and letters and things that uh, were left to my mother and kind of overwhelmed. So I had heard about this great movie, I thought, that LeBron James uh, had produced, and it was called Self-Made. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, what a That's coincidence, right. <laughs> Netflix. And I said, well, let me look at this, because I know it's going to be interesting. Well, after I <clears throat> looked at that and started, I uh, really got emotional because of the things that I saw in there that were just so untrue. Uh, it was like a character assassination on my great-grand-aunt. Uh, her name was, was Annie Mon- Monroe in there. She, uh-huh. she was portrayed as a light-skinned, lighter-than-me mulatto who was always kind of <clears throat> very jealous and, and bitter over Madam C.J. Walker, uh, who was the star of, of, of the movie, and <clears throat> just portrayed her in a negative light. So after I looked at that, I said, you know, this ain't true. This is not true whatsoever. And so I started gathering things and I just, I just, her spirit just entered me and, and, yeah. and, and, and I started writing. And then I was reading things about uh, uh, the reaction to the movie and people really, it really was a good thing because it stimulated a resurrection in the memory and legacy and curiosity of who Annie Malone was. So that's when I started writing the book. Yeah. So <clears throat> just for our viewers who may not uh, be familiar with Annie Malone and her story, uh, tell us briefly who is Annie Malone and talk about some of the significant things that she, she accomplished. Annie Malone was, uh, started the first cosmetology uh, college uh, as it relates to uh, African-American hair care. Uh-huh. Uh, she was the forefronter runner to uh, Amway, her marketing skills and strategies, Tupperware. Uh-huh. She was a marketing genius. Uh, she lived here in Peoria for a while with, with, with my grandparents. She was actually raised with my, with my grandfather and, and, and my uncles. Uh, <clears throat> she was originally from Metropolis, Illinois, and she was uh, one of 10 children. And her parents died, and she moved here with uh, her sister, Ada, Ada Turnbull, who actually married my grandfather, great-grandfather, mm-hmm. William Turnbull. And so while uh, Annie was here, that's, that's who they lived with uh, and built a house. Uh, Annie built a house uh, for her sister, Ada, and my grandfather and uncles were, were raised there. So... <clears throat> That's one of the first things. She also attended uh, Peoria High in, in Peoria, Illinois. She was sickly, so she wasn't able to really complete school. Yeah. So uh, my great, great, great aunt, Sarah Moody, who uh, really kind of took 
uh, Annie under her wing and helped Annie develop uh, herbs and things. Uh -huh. uh, Mother, Mother Moody was an herbist. And so in order to help Annie uh, heal from whatever was, ailment was going on with her, they also developed this, uh, this hair care product that was used. And that was the formula that was used for, for Poro College. Okay. So uh, Annie moved uh, from Peoria when she was about, and he came here when she was about 10 years old. So, so what time frame, just to kind of help set the stage, what time frame are we talking We're about? We're talking about Annie Malone, now there's a discrepancy. Annie Malone, some say 1869, but our record show was 1877. Okay. So Annie came here about 1887. Uh, she attended uh, Central High at about uh, the mid 1890s. So we're talking about 1890s or so. Right. Uh, Annie, Annie moved from Peoria in 1900. So that's when the first Poro came. She lived. She moved to Lovejoy, Illinois, mm -hmm. and started one with a little shack. Uh, started there. She moved with her sister. Uh, so we're talking about 1900. Yeah. Uh, 1902. Uh, she developed the first poor roll, which was just a little a bigger house. Uh -huh. uh, and then <clears throat> 1916, 1917 was the uh, construction of the huge uh, five-story poor roll college, which had, uh, it had uh, restaurants in there, it had uh, clothing in there, it had uh, uh, a garden top roof in there, it was a mecca. Uh, of of the South, uh, built by a black woman in the time. First of all, being a woman, right? But being uh, in the South, uh, Missouri, uh, time of Jim Crow, extreme racism, right? Uh, she also uh, fought the. Uh, uh, at that time, it was called the Spanish flu. So yeah. we're going through COVID. <clears throat> she she went through uh, the Spanish flu and those right. kind of things. So. Tremendous obstacles she was able to overcome and really uh, prosper. More importantly, though, Annie Malone uh, really had a deep commitment to personal and community empowerment. So if you worked for Poro, you were able to make 10 times as much with your own business through hair care products as you would in the general public because at that time, most African Americans were just domestic uh, servants. They really had no opportunities and things. So. Right. <clears throat> I mean, that's amazing for uh, for that that era. Uh, Poro College. How big did she grow that organization? Well, uh, Poro College uh, took took a block. Uh, I think it was uh, it was five stories. It was uh, very similar to a civic center. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge uh, under, undertaking. Uh, she stayed uh, in St. Louis. She, she got married. I call him Pimp Daddy, uh, Aaron Malone. Mm -hmm. who, he was quite a, he was a dynamic kind of guy as well. Uh, she uh, made him the uh, uh, director of, of the college, and they were married for 13 years. Uh, Aaron... Uh, was so ambitious, he decided that he wanted to take over the college. And that ended up in a, in a tremendous uh, uh, loss for Annie Malone. She had to pay him half, which was $250,000 is what he got. 
and she really never recovered uh, from that. Uh, that divorce took place in 1927, and as a result, uh, she had to sell off a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, she also had uh, haters. She had uh, African Americans who were suing her. Uh, uh, oh, one thing I want to mention is that <clears throat> Madam C.J. Walker borrowed the business model. Uh, Annie Malone was one of the first individuals to develop a copyright uh, in 1906. So she, 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 she did a lot of things involved with churches. Uh, she was an activist. She was a pan-African. Uh, she would send Poro uh, employees to Africa, uh, Monrovia, I believe, and, that, and that's still going on. Uh, not only was she known in St. Louis, but she had a major uh, college uh, in every city, every major city in America, as well as uh, the Caribbean, South America, and, and Africa. So, so she was she was a real deal. She was yeah. a real business icon, self-made like, like yourself. Right. So how, <clears throat> well, probably more so than myself, because, I mean, <laughs> when you think of, when you consider the time, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that this occurred. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, unprecedented. So how do you think she was able to navigate the, 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 the racial uh, and the, uh, not just, you know, not just being uh, African-American, but also being a woman? Mm -hmm. How was she able to navigate that during that? I mean, do you have any research that talked well, about how she was able to pull that off? Well, you don't get those kind of things in, 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 in research, but I can tell you, well, kind of. But Peoria was a tremendous, uh, it was a genesis, genesis for Annie Malone. I mean, uh, the Moody's were very uh, religious. Uh, they planted a lot of the seeds and, and vision uh, for for Annie to go, they gave her confidence uh, in her skills and her abilities. Uh, they supported her, uh, so 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 it was just like a seed that was planted here in Peoria. And you know, once the soil gets 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 so fertile, you move on. So mm -hmm. it was it was moved on to the St. Louis area. But Annie Malone, her middle name Minerva. That's the one thing that I asked myself. Uh, my great-grand, my family from slavery, they were escaped slaves, the Moody's, the Turnbulls, escaped slaves. But Annie Malone, one day my, my daughter, she said, Dad, do you know what Minerva means? I said, no, it's European now, I don't know. Well, she made me look it up. Well, Minerva is uh, from the Greek goddess uh, 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 who believed in uh, healing. Uh, Athena. She was named after Athena. Yep. My question is, how do slaves have that kind of knowledge and have the wisdom to name a child after that who becomes all those things? Right. Uh, so that's a mystery that, 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 that I have. Uh, Annie Malone uh, participated in, she was a, she spearheaded a lot of the black consciousness uh, the Harlem Renaissance, the Negro movement, uh, very, very progressive. <clears throat> Her thought processes were, were uh, bedded in uh, Egyptian, and, and uh, she was involved with secret societies that, that dealt with a lot of uh, spiritual components and things. But more importantly, too, she was a devout Christian. <clears throat> and if it hadn't been for her faith and her uh, belief in, in God, she wouldn't have been able to navigate 
any of those things, as well as being able to understand her purpose in life. Annie Malone knew her purpose. She knew that she was destined to greatness. She had the vision. She had the plan. Uh, <clears throat> those kind of individuals, you know, they're very, very rare to be able to navigate themselves, even in these days and times, but particularly in there. So she was a child of destiny. She was a prodigy child that was sent to replicate that in heaven as on earth. So yeah. uh, that's how she was able to get through it. So how did you learn about her story? Because I think you mentioned <clears throat> on the previous episode that at one point you weren't aware of all she had done and accomplished. Well, after my, my, my grandfather, Roland, and, and my grandmother, Frances, uh, <clears throat> Annie Malone, once she moved from St. Louis, uh, and she started her Newport Road at the age of 60, uh, she moved to Chicago, uh, where uh, up north, where there was more progression, more bigger African-American population, more income. And... Uh, she kind of tried to run Poro before she bought Poro Block. There were three buildings. She started all over 60 years old, so that right there <clears throat> is, is quite an accomplishment. But uh, Annie Malone had a trust issue because of the things that were happening to her, so she attempted to manage her own money. She was betrayed by accountants. Uh, you know, you have racism. But then you have your own people, right. <laughs> which is a whole different uh, dimension uh, of betrayal. So she tried to manage her own uh, accounting, and she was not an accountant. And she found herself uh, uh, in trouble with the feds. <clears throat> but because she had sent uh, her, my uncles uh, and some of her nieces uh, to college, they kind of took over uh, the business. Aunt Annie, and I have a letter there, she was asking her nephews, uh, one of my uncles was an accountant, mm -hmm. uh, to come and help her because she was starting to experience what we call dementia, what we call it now. Yeah. And so she started losing uh, her wits about business and things, and so she fell way behind in taxes. The feds came in, uh, tried to take over the business. They did. Uh, she had to pay money to get that done. That was in, in mid-42, 47, the feds came in. That was the time that my uncles came in, resurrected Poro. They ran Poro from about 1947 to 1992. Uh, so they were able to get it back on their feet. But there was other competition, Johnson and Johnson, and you had the Curl, right. and then you had uh, white organizations who were also selling uh, products. So uh, a lot of competition came in. So Poro kind of, kind of, kind of faded. So my grandparents came in in, in the fifties <clears throat> and became the, the executive director. So that's how I was able to acquire uh, so many documents. Uh, my grandmother was a meticulous, meticulous uh, <clears throat> person who labeled everything. I mean, she even has rows of dimes and nickels. <laughs> but all the pictures and documents that I've had, she wrote who they were. I got records, uh, taxes. Uh, I got brochures from 1947 to 1974. I got 
pictures. I mean, yeah. I was blessed to have have all these things, uh, but uh, it was very o overwhelming because there was just so much. Uh, but these things come from the college, so <clears throat> these were the possessions and things that my grandparents were able to accumulate as they ran a uh, poor poor college. Yeah. So talk to me about the uh, <clears throat> Annie Malone uh, Center for Development uh, that you have founded. Uh, give me the details about, number one, what inspired you to do it and what you hope to accomplish. Well, what inspired me to do it is as I started looking at these documents and things I was saying, then uh, <clears throat> I was contacted by people once uh, uh, I wrote my book after I wrote the book. The book was a tremendous uh, educational tool and things. Uh, I started, and then talking to people around here, I started saying, you know, I need to find something that's going to resurrect her memory, uh, uh, educate people to the documents and the story. So that's when I, I decided to, to find the uh, Annie Malone Center for, for Development. And the whole uh, center uh, is about uh, teaching individuals and showing and exhibiting and resurrecting the legacy and the memory of, of Annie Malone. So I go into the schools. I have uh, Annie Malone uh, principles of leadership. I have student leadership. Uh, we have the exhibit at the, at the, down at the museum, uh, which is kind of new uh, in terms of African-American. Yeah. Uh, we did the uh, Annie Malone documentary, My Journey. Yeah. Uh, uh, which was a, a, a blessing. Uh, my grandmother lived in the house that Annie Malone as, that uh, bought for for my for her sister and my grandparents. That's where my grandmother uh, still lived uh, when when she passed. But uh, all those things, uh, the Annie Malone Center for Development was designed uh, to 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 share and to and, and to educate uh, not just youth but also adults and anyone who wants to learn about uh, An Annie Malone. Uh, you know, like yourself, she was, yeah. was self-made. Self uh, so uh, that's, that's the idea of the uh, uh, Annie Malone Center for Development, is, is keeping her memory alive, expanding it. Uh, I was contacted by BH365, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a fairly new uh, black history uh, curriculum. Uh, and Annie Malone is, is included in that, such, such an honor, uh, such, such a blessing. Uh, so it's those kind of initiatives and things. I've yeah. had several movie offers uh, regarding her, still waiting for one to pan out. Uh, so that's the whole, whole idea behind that. How have uh, just her legacy and the things that she was able to accomplish uh, in, in such a you know, difficult time, how, how has that inspired you uh, in terms of the work that you're doing here in the community? Well, it, it's inspired me to be able to, to, first of all, understand what I call what her principles of success is. And those principles are, of success, which I, I, I also model, is uh, you know, she had a vision. And without a vision, you know, people perish. Right. And as I go around and talking to people, uh, most people are struggling with a vision. They right. don't have a vision. They, they want to do something, they just don't know what it is. Right. But once you have a vision, uh, then you can see where you're going. Uh, but without vision, with a vision, you need a plan. Annie Malone had a plan. So you have a vision, you have a plan. 
more now than ever, <clears throat> I think our country really, really needs to have a commitment to personal uh, growth as well as uh, community responsibility. Right. Annie Malone was a really strong uh, proponent of helping people maximize their potential. She would send people to school. She taught people how to, how to walk, how to talk, soft skills. Uh, uh, would buy them houses. Uh, she just really was a people lover. So she really, really believed in personal development, but also community development. I mean, she right. gave away millions of dollars. Uh, she has an orphanage in, in St. Louis. Uh, she was involved with a lot of churches. Uh, uh, she had her own sorority, uh, Poro sorority. So she really, really uh, believed in community empowerment as, as well, so that's the third one. But the other thing that people really need uh, that we lack so, so much, particularly self-handicapping behavior, is the ability to bounce back. We call that resilience. Right. Teaching people to be resilient, because if you're not resilient, you're not going to accomplish anything. Right. You have to be able to bounce back, so resiliency is really a, a big issue. Uh, but also, uh, the last one, which I think they all go hand in hand, is uh, having a spiritual foundation. Uh, because without a spiritual foundation, uh, having something higher than yourself or a philosophy that you believe in, having faith, understanding spiritual principles, law of attraction, those kind of things, like yeah. you, law of attraction. You sit, sit to me, I'm sent to you. Once you combine all those kind of things and anyone, can be the next Annie Malone and self-made, uh, the next uh, political icon, the next uh, doctor, right. the, all those kind of building wealth. So those are the principles that uh, serve in leadership. Uh, those are the kind of things that I, uh, I, I, I teach and, and uh, yeah. really uh, and, uh, pursue with other individuals. And you mentioned uh, servant leadership uh, previously. Uh, can you kind of expand on your uh, philosophy as it relates to servant leadership and why it's such a valuable uh, tool to have? Well, yeah, and I'm going to tell you a little something about ancestral guidance. <clears throat> so, you know, as I've shared with you, I've been involved with people, uh, education, workforce development, uh, books, uh, African-American male. Ex I thought that all that was me. Ms. Agbar doing this. I didn't realize I was being guided. Right. I didn't realize that Annie Malone was guiding me. I thought that this was me. I didn't know about Annie Malone. <clears throat> and so uh, ancestral guidance, uh, her guiding me, uh, showing me, has really uh, impacted uh, and inspired me because now I'm kind of the next Annie Malone uh, who can teach anyone to maximize, <clears throat> self-actualize on who they really want to become. Right. That makes sense. And so what do you want, I guess, <clears throat> for you? What do you want your legacy to be? Well, I would really like to uh, see the uh, Annie Malone Center for Development. Uh, our goal is to... Uh, uh, there's two things. One is creating her presence in a DAO. The other is creating a presence in the, in the metaverse. The other is making sure that uh, each student 
in the uh, school district has an Annie Malone uh, book and understand who, who she is, but also maybe having a, a, a physical building, uh, Annie Malone Center for Development, where her artifacts and pictures and things can be uh, stored, uh, having a, a, a beauty and culture center there, barbers, cosmetologists, nail folks there, uh, bringing uh, uh, expositions, bringing the uh, hair care business back to Peoria and making it an, uh, uh, an economic development uh, yeah. component and making uh, Annie Malone uh, the center and magnet for tourism to come to Peoria. So I envision, I call it the uh, Annie Malone Triangle uh -huh. from Peoria to St. Louis to St. Louis back to Peoria. Okay. So, so, so having people aware of that, participate in that, and that's for all people. Have it uh, develop a economic development for the, for the city. And an Annie Malone Day Parade as well. So those are some of the things that I'd really like to see. Well, it looked like you're well on your way to Thank accomplishing you. all of that. Thank you. And I think that the uh, story of uh, Annie Malone is, uh, is an inspiring story. And I think it's one that, um, you know, all people, yes. and especially our, our people, yes. uh, need to learn about. Because if she could do this in the 18 and early 1900s, yes then there should be nothing that could stop yes. individuals from uh, pursuing and achieving their dreams in t today's uh, environment in America. Yes. And although that environment is not perfect, we got a lot of work to do, it's not what it was during the time frame in which she had to uh, go through her struggle to get to where she was. Yes, sir. And so I uh, thank you so much for being thank on the you. show. Thank you. And it's thank been a you. great episode. Thank and to you. my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of Self Made with D Brown CEO. And remember, without you, there's no me. <laughs>